Yes. And the other thing is at a younger age and a younger part in your life, you're more in the um, passion and excitement. And when you're later into your relationship, uh, the relationship takes on a different quality. So you don't necessarily post, you know, we, we watched uh, an hour's worth of TV together in the living room and we were just very happy doing that. This week, we look at a new survey which asked couples to rank the relationship satisfaction and compared it to the content that they shared online, or more specifically, their selfies. So what did they find? Dr. Karen Sherman joins to discuss. Stay tuned. I never want to give it back, this feeling. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, Welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Good to speak with you. It's always great to speak with you as well. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last, You can get this information and more at her website, drkarensherman.com. We are going to talk about a very deep, very deep (laughs) topic today, Karen, the relationship between happiness and couples taking selfies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are so many uh, surveys and things that get done, and honestly, I ignore most of them. And I recognize most of them as just like PR things where like a company will do a survey to like get their, make a, essentially like create a reason for them to be in the news. Mm -hmm. And then these things get passed around and then you see stupid headlines or misleading headlines um, that start to fear monger about like, don't take that selfie because it might ruin your marriage. And you're just like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Mm -hmm. So every once in a while, I like to, you know, dip my toe in these things and uh, discuss them in a more nuanced way Mm -hmm. than what you might get on like a morning show where they do these like half cockamamie stories (laughs) that then get turned into um, gospel in five years because it was told once way back uh-huh. when, when people didn't actually look at what was being done or said or whatever. Uh-huh. That's so, quite the setup. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, it, it, nothing against these things. I honestly, I, I say all that. I think they're fun. Uh, like I really do. I'm just like, Oh, that's fun. Uh, okay. and as, as like an editor, I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally, these are, these are fun things. And, uh, there, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that when people start to take things too seriously and I feel like as a journalist, I do have somewhat of a response. I mean, I do have a responsibility, um, for the information, uh, and misinformation that gets spread and not mm-hmm. trying to correct things that go mm-hmm. viral. And you know, this falls within the, within our beat. So, 
Um, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now that I've gotten that out of the way. So what the hell am I talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am talking about a new survey uh, that was done with 2,000 Brits who were in a relationship between the ages of 18 and 50, and they were asked to rank the relationship in regards to intimacy, communication, and trust, as well as uh, how much couple content that they shared online. So specifically pictures. Mm -hmm. They found that just 10% of those uh, who posted couple content would rank the relationship as very happy. So only 10%. Mm -hmm. In contrast, nearly 46% or half, or it was 46%, nearly half (laughs) of those who shared, uh, who never shared content online, um, reported themselves as very happy. And that segment, by the way, only represented 8% of all those surveyed. Um, it should, I want to make a point that, uh, the younger the couple, the more likely they are to post online. So, uh, keep that demographic in your head also Mm -hmm. as we like go through this. So why do you think that the less, uh, the couples post online, the happier they seem to report? the less happy, the more they seem to report. No, the, th- the less they post couple content online, the more happy they seem to I don't, be. I think they don't have to, they don't have to show it to the world. Hmm. You know, as a therapist working with couples, I sometimes see what they're posting and I say, really? That's not what's really going on in their hmm. relationship. I think that if you're happy and satisfied, there isn't the need to display it and show it off. You just know it. And, you know, there isn't a need to um, prove it to the world, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. make it look better than it actually is. I think somehow um, it it makes uh, people feel as if they're letting others know when they're posting that things are good that things are, you know, um, they're really okay. It's a way of almost being self-protective by saying it's really okay. When you're happy, you don't need to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have, um, well, I I take that back. The one thing that I was also thinking about this is Mm -hmm. um, when you are, and I, I, I want to frame this properly because I don't want to disparage anybody who does post content online because mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I have nothing wrong with it at all. But I also do feel that unless that is part of like who you are or what you do, because just as some people exercise every day, some people post content every day. Like that's part of their routine now. So I get mm-hmm. that. Um, but I also feel like uh, other people are just being super productive and that's seems they don't see the value in it. So they don't do it. And so they're getting Mm -hmm. other things done. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you are the type of person who is getting other things done that, you know, I'm trying to do a long extrapolation here, but that also probably means that you are having some sort of success and with that success comes stability and with that stability comes happiness and yada, yada, yada. So that's kind of how, like the thread that I would pull on this one just a smidge just to see where it goes. Okay. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because somebody could be um, 
let's say, not have a job mm-hmm. and be spending a lot of time looking for a job. So that's where their time is consumed and they don't have time to post things. So I don't know that I necessarily follow your thread, yeah. but, you know, I it was, could be. Yeah, no, and I was, I, I mean, as I was saying it, I thought of another caveat, which is like, or you could just be totally overworked and working multiple jobs right. and miserable right. and, right. uh, it, you know, and you can't afford um, the fancy smartphone because uh, you, you have too many bills or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why that wouldn't be true. Uh, that yeah. was just I was just trying to <laughs> trying to think of something. OK, yeah, I ha- I think I have to be fair to the listeners and say that I personally don't really like posting a lot of personal mm-hmm. stuff. And so that is probably going to color some of my answers because I have a bias against it. Well, okay. So then this actually gets to what I said at the very beginning, which is mm-hmm. um, the demographics, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, the, one of the things when I was writing up these questions before I sent them to you, one of the things that I was thinking is, is there something to the relationship uh, threshold that these couples are in? Because if we know inherently that younger couples post way more content online than, than older couples, and this is mm-hmm. a range of... 18 to 50, Mm -hmm. um, the people who are 45, 50, as we've talked many times are more established. They have jobs, they have careers, they have college educations, um, you know, on and on and on. They are on cruise control, uh, late forties. Right. Whereas when you're 20, um, you're all over the place. You don't, you're not settled. You're in college. Uh, you may be in between relationships or you're really, you know what I mean? Like there's so many mm-hmm. variables going on there. Um, and again, these are all very broad generalities, but those are the two groups who are posting versus not posting. And just in the life stages that they're in, it would make more sense that their relationship status would, would differ in that manner as well. Yes. And the other thing is at a younger age and a younger part in your life, you're more in the um, passion and excitement. And when you're later into your relationship, uh, the relationship takes on a different quality. So you don't necessarily post, you know, we, we watched, uh, an hour's worth of TV together in the living room when we were just very happy doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Or we, you know, or we had a quiet meal together and you know that was that was really a great thing after a busy day. Yeah. So the difference in the age may have something uh, a factor in that as well. As far as um, you know, you don't want to share. You you're sharing things that are exciting and vibrant, and when you get later on in life, uh, you don't have quite so many moments that are exciting and vibrant like that. Right. Or I mean, my uh, my dad won't won't even text because he feels it's too impersonal. Mm. <laughs> so he's definitely not on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, he has a smartphone though. I mean, he's got an iPhone. It's not like he can't, uh, and he's, and he's not afraid of technology and that sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's, it's just his comfort level with everything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what he deems, uh, necessary and appropriate and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Number two. A lot of couples share couple content uh, just a few times a year, so birthdays, mm-hmm. anniversaries, that, that type of thing, and mm-hmm. they ranked their levels of relationship happiness as follows. 32% were very happy, 33% happy, 23% unhappy, and 12% very unhappy. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything to the occasional sharing, which is still lower than the people who didn't share at all? Uh, again, I think, you know, a moment ago I said something about, um, you know, you're so much more excited in your relationship in the beginning. And so I think that factor may play in here, the occasional sharing of birthdays, anniversaries. And um, it does seem that, and I'm I'm thinking in terms of Facebook, I'm not that involved with any of the other sites, but it does act as a support in some ways. So when you have a birthday or an anniversary, you get a lot of people, congratulations, Mm -hmm. happy birthday, happy anniversary. So that makes it nice. Um, when unfortunately you're going through some sadness, you also get a lot of support from the community, wishing you prayers, you know, um, you know, sending you good wishes, things like that. So I think that when there are these special events, um, there may be, uh, a time where people who don't post a lot tend to, um, you know, put more things up there um, and, you know, say, okay, um, even though um, I'm very happy, I'm still going to, you know, because now if you look at very happy and happy, now you've got 65% of people who are posting. So I think for those occasions, uh, for those special events, um, that may be the reason that you're getting people who, even though they're very happy and happy, they're still posting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I, I brought up my dad. His, his birthday was uh, yesterday of this recording. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, he got a ton of stuff on Facebook. I mean, he is mm-hmm. actually on Facebook. And, mm-hmm. um, and he did give a little thank you reply to the yeah. community. And yeah. so he is one of those people who does not post a lot, but um, the, the occasional birthday anniversary thing, right. totally right. Um, I'm shocked that you don't do the TikTok dances, Karen. I thought that was your thing. <laughs> My granddaughter does them, and she has invited me several times to learn her dance and do it with her. Um, I don't seem to be able to do all the maneuvers that she does, so that's why I, I am not TikToking. I don't know if that's the appropriate phrase, but thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it, yeah. Um, yeah, my niece is the same way. She posts, uh, TikTok. Uh, it's funny because I'm actually, that's like the one social network that I have not jumped aboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but my niece and, and Jess, my wife, she's on TikTok, And so mm-hmm. she follows my niece. So I do get to see her dances. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways. Um, okay. Of those surveyed who never or rarely post couple content on social media said that the top three reasons for not mm-hmm. sharing were privacy Mm-hmm. embarrassment and not regular social social media users. Mm-hmm. Can you think of other reasons that we haven't discussed already uh, why they would not share? You know, when I saw this question, I thought of a couple of uh, things, but they all fell under privacy. Like, let's say that mm-hmm. uh, somebody has uh, an outraged former lover mm-hmm. um, and they don't want to be found. Um, but that falls under privacy, right? Right. Um, you know, if you have children and you don't want, um, their identities known because that puts them in my opinion, um, at risk for people 
you know, finding them or knowing things, but that's privacy again. So I'm not really able to think of uh, any other reason uh, that people, you know, would not share. Can you think of other reasons? Um, I, you know, it's funny because these are like three really good ones. Uh, and so for example, I was thinking of one of, uh, creativity, um, where people just don't feel like they're creative enough, but I feel like that might fall under the umbrella of embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Um, another one, and this is actually, uh, something that I personally do, or, or I should say don't do Mm -hmm. is I no longer, I used to, but I no longer comment on birthdays on social media. Really? How come? I don't because I, so for, as you know, I'm highly competitive and I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And if I comment on one and Mm -hmm. you are in my network, I feel it would be necessary for me to comment on every single one. Mm. Um, and if I don't, then I, then I feel guilty for not acknowledging somebody's birthday and I don't want, and I, then I start feeling like, Oh, is somebody else going to think that I don't care about their birthday because I commented on their the other person's but not mm-hmm. theirs or something along mm-hmm. those lines? So well, that's that like explains why you never sent me birthday wishes. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> so this is why this is the turmoil that goes on internally mm-hmm. of why mm-hmm. I don't post uh, birthday things. I will send, although I didn't send you, I apologize. Um, <laughs> personal messages uh, yeah. to people uh, who are really close to me, um, I, but the, but the public thing I. I don't want to mm-hmm. get into a back and forth of like, do they not mm-hmm. care? Do they care? That kind of a thing. So that would mm-hmm. be a reason, um, uh, you know, the embarrassment, not regular social media. The other one is I can also see people not wanting to post for being a bit showy. Um, where really pe- people might think that you are trying to show off, like there's some humility involved in not posting. Um, mm-hmm. because it's like, Oh, look at me. I'm, you know, taking yet another vacation. Uh, I know a lot of people love to do that, but I, I know there's a a segment of people that are like, "Eh, I don't need to show that. Well, you see, I, well, I think that those people would fall under the category of that. They're not regular social media users. Mm, They just wouldn't bother using it. But I mean, my, my gut feeling is that people would show that unless they just feel like I don't need to showcase my life on, on social media. Yeah. I, I, again, I get back into my perfectionist perfectionism a little bit and that, Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of it is because I am a content creator with all the things that I do that Mm -hmm. I feel anything I put out is a reflection of my professionalism. And Mm -hmm. so if I put something out, like I, it's so like if, when I write a tweet, which is usually nothing major, God, it probably goes through six edits before I just mm-hmm. tweet. And I know other mm-hmm. people, just anything that comes to their head, they're blasting off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I think that's w- w- like another reason for doing it. Um, and then the other thing, now that I'm thinking of it, so not regular social media users, um, I will take a slight detour on that one and say there's a difference between being a social media user and a content creator. And so there are some who are passive users and there are some who are active users. So for mm. example, like on Twitter, as I just mentioned, I read it every day throughout the day. Um, I post maybe three to five times a week. Mm. 
Um, whereas other people will post five times with, while we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the same thing with, uh, Instagram, I check it every day, but I probably post there once, maybe twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and Facebook, I've, I've almost given up on Facebook. I, I will check the splash page of like the first, like three things that pop up and then I get off mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I find it just to be a, an angry echo chamber at this point. But that, mm. I mean, but that's me, right? So, um, I think part of why people wouldn't share is, uh, they're, it's not that they're not social media users. It's just that they're not content creators or if they mm. see themselves that way. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on to number four. Why do you think some couples, 52% of those surveyed regularly post pictures of their relationship online, which would account, which means three or more times a week? Okay. Again, I'm going to say that I'm very biased here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my take on it is, have you got nothing else better to do? <laughs> with, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. And, you know, somehow it just feels to me like, why do you need to impress people? Why do you need to be showing everything? Um, you know, it, if everything is going well in your life, what is, you know, I, I understand that we all live by the social comparison theory, that we look at other people and we say, am I as good as they are? Am I doing as well as they are, et cetera, et cetera. That is just a known fact about the way people are. To me, um, the use of social media to display and, and that's why I wanted to say that I know I'm very biased in this conversation, but to display everything about what goes on in your life is because something is missing. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just my opinion, sure. okay? I, I don't really need to know that you're now at, at this restaurant or that you are, you know, you made a booking for a trip and got this room in, in six months. Why do I need to know that? Um, why do you need to share that? (laughs) Okay. So I, yeah, I, I want to jump in here really quick. Um, I, I recognize that sentiment. Um, it's funny because I have conversations with my parents, for example, Mm-hmm. where they will tell me things that are going on with their hair. My mom will tell me like what's going on with their hairdresser's life mm-hmm. as if it has any bearing on anything that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And I just think, why, why do I care? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't even know this person. It's not even like it was a family friend who does her hair or anything. It's like literally right. a stranger I've never met in my life. Right. And, um, and I think part of it is to, to what you've been saying just in general, which is like, it's what is normal. It's what's comfortable. And when we're looking at these numbers here, uh, it's, it, it's hard to imagine, but, um, you know, if you're 18 years old, you, I mean, you grew up with the internet, you grew up with smartphones, you grew up with social mm. media, like that's just, yeah. and so it's just, that's the normal thing. And so that would be the equivalent of like telling somebody about the whatever that most mm-hmm. people don't care about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the power of it, however, is that you have the power of crowdsourcing. And so while 99.9% of the people on your feed don't really give a crap about the room that you booked, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you might find that person who was like, oh my God, I stayed there three years ago. Let mm. me give you some tips. Mm. And so you can like kind of harness that uh, intelligence in a way that we've never been able to do before. And so now I'm getting, now I'm showing like my bias towards the technology because I always see it as the opportunity and the positives and and not through the lens of like, why are you wasting my time? <laughs> um, but I think there's something to um, being able to scroll through a feed Mm-hmm. With with the idea of I'm here to find something interesting as opposed to why am I wasting my time here? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that might just be what people are comfortable with based on how th- whether or not they grew up with it or not. And being a digital immigrant versus a digital native, for example. I see value in what you're saying. In my mind, if you say, I've booked a room at blah, blah, does anybody have any information for me, that feels better to me mm. as opposed to what feels like. So now I'm going here. The framing, now I'm yeah. Going there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, okay, I, th- I do think your point is well taken. Of course, I don't quite understand I'm having bacon and eggs, uh, <laughs> how that uh, is going to <laughs> evoke any comments about, yes, I once ate bacon and eggs also, and I didn't get a stomach ache from it. I, I don't know. I mean, clearly I'm, uh, you know, I'm down on all of this. What so about, I'm not even yes. happy that my gran- granddaughter is TikToking as much as she is. Um, what about the idea or concept of uh, self-accountability? So I know a lot of people, for example, like I work out every day and here I am talking about it on this like very public podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't post, I have, mm-hmm. I know will be totally truthful and honest. I have posted like exercise related things in the past, but like probably like once or twice a year tops. Mm-hmm. I know people who mm-hmm. will post them working out, lifting weights, running, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. day. So mm-hmm. what, what about the, the point of people, some people consciously or subconsciously will do it for self-accountability. Really? <laughs> you think that that is making them accountable? I, I don't see that as being as a method for self-accountability. Because I do think there's something to, to the fact that like uh, exercise, for example, it's a zero-sum game. You're either doing it or you're not. And if you're posting it on social and that becomes, and this is where, this is the key, it becomes part of your identity. The same way mm-hmm. that like posting things about the Republicans or Democrats becomes part of your identity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we get into the tribalism of things. And so if your identity becomes, I'm the guy or the gal who posts workout things every day, like that's who people associate you to be. And therefore mm-hmm. it becomes this like, uh, there's an, there's an inertia to it where you just keep doing it now because it's, it's expected of you. Not that you can or can't stop at any point in time, but that's now become part of who you are really. No, not buying any of it. I guess I would want to see a statement initially saying that one of the things that I'm doing to help myself stay accountable is posting something every day and every now and then saying, you know, please keep in mind that this is really my form of keeping myself accountable. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right to me, Steve. Mm. It's more like, look at me, you know, um, 
you know, look at, I'm able to do, you know, the three minute plank or what, I don't know, just doesn't, just doesn't feel good to me. So I, so, um, I, uh, I've done some social media marketing and stuff in my past Mm -hmm. as well. And I worked with somebody who did exactly that. They did like a 50 day exercise challenge Mm -hmm. and, and it was presented as a, 50 day exercise challenge. And every Mm -hmm. day it it was, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm doing Mm -hmm. this because I want to get to this goal at the Mm -hmm. end and I'm posting this to be held accountable. So maybe this is what's like fueling my thoughts here because I I have that, uh, experience in my background. Yeah. And there are people who there's other challenges that I've noticed. Like, uh, I have the nine day challenges of posting a picture with my granddaughter or whatever, but each day it says, okay, doing my challenge again, somehow, you know, that makes it more credible to me, Mm -hmm. but to just say, you know, look at me, I'm doing, you know, you know, three sets of 20 reps each, you know, and I'm lifting a hundred pounds doesn't, doesn't feel the same to me. I guess again, it's in the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, okay. So then do you have any, uh, thoughts or tips on how, why, or when couples should consider posting, um, and if they should worry about its impact on the relationship, because that's really what the study was about is correlating, uh, happiness with couples posting content together online. Okay. So first of all, obviously we have to make a comment about correlation, that it's not causative. In other words, one thing is not causing the other. However, in this case, I am going to say something about maybe causation. I think it's important for couples to know how their partner feels about posting things in social media Mm, mm -hmm. so that if one person is prone to doing it, but the other person is not comfortable with it, then I don't think you should be posting things about your relationship because you're now exposing the other person and they're not happy with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, I think that, you know, for something, again, with my bias, for something like a birthday or an anniversary where you would like to make a statement and say, you know, it's our anniversary and I just, I want to shout it out to the world that I'm really happy being married to my spouse of 10 years, da, 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 da. you know, that, that might be like a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, you know, you're sort of letting your mate know, um, you know, instead of uh, hiring a plane that's going to skywrite happy anniversary, you're you're telling the world. Um, but I think that to constantly put something out there, especially if the reality is that you're having difficulty, I just I I just don't think it's a good idea, and I think that. Um, it almost could be have a negative impact on the relationship. You know, I can see one person posting it and the other person coming and saying, you know, why did you post that? Mm-hmm. There's, we're having issues. So why would you want to post something like we're so happy and everything's okay? That's not what's really going on. You know, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um so I think, you know, in small doses, uh, at, at certain times it's okay. But again, um, making sure that your mate is okay with it also. Yeah. I, um, I know some 
relatively famous people who are in relationships where the famous people and part of their job now is as social media influencers. So posting content is part of how they make a living Mm -hmm. and uh, they do not post uh, for the most part pictures with their significant other specifically because they're, and they've publicly stated like, yes, I'm in a relationship, but they don't like being online. So I don't post anything with them Mm -hmm. Um, to, to your point. Um, and I also know other people where uh, the spouse is like, kind of like piggybacked off of the popularity of their other, of their significant other, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is also fine. Um, and and to to your point about uh, why would you post something online when things aren't going great behind the scenes? This is something that you brought up at the beginning. Um, I do think sometimes people will. Uh, first, I want to acknowledge that people don't post the bad times. People Correct. don't, when you're in the middle of a fight, and we've talked about this in the past, when you're in the middle of the fight, you don't snap a picture and be like, look, he's screaming at me. Uh, mm-hmm. You just don't do that. Um, but I also think that sometimes people are looking for that community reinforcement or that um, community uh, encouragement to keep going uh, when things aren't going well. So you will post the picture of the happy couple to see to get that praise and it's like, mm-hmm. see, we're not really doing that bad. Look at everybody thinks we're awesome. And so I could see that um, playing a role, uh, whether, yeah. whether whether it's good or bad. I, I don't have a judgment on that. I'm just trying to think of like why people would do think, certain things. Um, and I have to say, in general, I am – you know, I'm a tech guy, so uh, I don't think it's inherently bad. I think people need to be more, uh, you're going to love this, just more mindful of <laughs> what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do something with a purpose like that, I, I think you're going to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so even if you are posting uh, your bacon and eggs every day, if you know why you're doing it, not mm-hmm. just like mindlessly doing it to throw something up online. If you know why you're doing it, I think that's fine. Um, and it doesn't have to make sense to everybody. And the same way that I don't think ill of uh, my mom for telling me about a hairdresser <laughs> who I don't know and never met and never will meet. It's just like, yeah, that's that's cool. Like she wants to she wants to express her thoughts on this person that she knows. And like, I'm here to listen. That's great. Uh, you, you know, she's sharing a part of her life with me. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think the same thing with social media. Um, and I think if if you're listening to this and you are scrolling through and you are getting upset about the things that people are posting, like maybe don't scroll as much because mm. like it shouldn't, shouldn't be a thing that you dread. You shouldn't feel like, ugh, why are they posting this? Why are they posting that? Or just unfollow. Like there's, again, like there's no, re- like you don't, continue to watch TV shows you don't like, you change the channel, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feel like that with social media as, you know, and as with most things, if, if you're being mindful about it, um, mm-hmm. it cuts out a lot of the, you know, fallout. Yeah. From it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think we've beaten this topic, uh, <laughs> through the floor. So we will just wrap this one up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always thank a pleasure. You. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Before you go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. 
She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com, where we have thousands of articles available to you for free. We have the entire podcast archive up and available to you. Uh, We also have a free newsletter that goes out each Monday night. And if you wouldn't mind, if you liked what you heard, uh, please subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you have been listening, uh, we would greatly appreciate a review or a rating to help uh, grease the algorithms so that other people can find us. So thank you so much in advance for that. That is going to do it for this week. Until next time, take care, everybody. Thank you.